This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Tour. Back again with you guys for another episode of what is the Arsenal Transfer Show. Joining you every morning at 8am UK time. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Thank you as always for making this a part of your morning routines. It is very much appreciated. Hope that you had a fantastic start to your day and week as we embark upon what is the first week of the US Tour. We'll talk about that very shortly but first of all make sure you do drop a like on the video subscribe to the channel if you are indeed new around here and turn those notifications on so you never miss a show but most of all you know the shows are at 8am uk time every single day so let's crack on with today's mornings uh as always carlton born to you to steven to Guna jake good morning to clock orange jimbo pat good morning uh Olawale, peter uh we've got johnny nav uh creeper fan we've got paul dara we've got uh Tom, uh, Maximius, Emmanuel, and plenty more of you guys as well. Thank you to everybody that's been tuning in. It is very much appreciated. Let's go into today's stories. Uh, here is the traveling squad for uh, for today's, well, yesterday's flight. Uh, the, the plane was at the airport, the Emirates plane, uh, of which Declan Rice and Urian Timber and the like were treated to luxuries that perhaps they have not encumbered upon um, or rather encountered uh, since their move to Arsenal. A step up, you know, it's class is what we've got going on. And uh, certainly uh, it was a very, very good looking plane indeed, of which they looked very comfortable and in good spirits as they do indeed embark on this trip to uh, the United States across the pond. I can tell you that the squads in full is as follows. Aaron Ramsdale, William Saliba, Kieran Tierney, Ben White, Gabriel, Bakayo Saka, Martin Odegaard, Gabriel Jesus, Gabriel Martinelli, Urian Timber, Alex Runison, Eddie Nketiah, Jakub Kivior, Rob Holding, Takahiro Tomiyasu, Leandro Trossard, Jorginho, Fabio Vieira, Mohamed Elneny, Follerin Balogun, Marquinhos, Kai Havertz, Karl Hein, Austin Trusty, Alexander Zinchenko, Declan Rice and Amario Koja Dubri. That is the full list. Now, there is an expectation uh, of some changes, but there is also explanations for some absences. You may have noticed that there is no Reese Nelson on this trip. Reese Nelson is unfortunately injured um, and will not be taking part 
in the tour. This comes right after he signed that brand new contract where in which he talked in his interview about um, hoping to be fit and hoping to get back ready. And already there is a problem. Um, we're not sure as to the fine details of the issue. At least I'm not anyway. Um, but we are aware that unfortunately he has suffered a bit of an injury. Um, we don't know the extent of it. We're trying to work that out and he's going to be working on getting back to full fitness back in the UK. So we've got to hope that it's not too much of a problem. Emil Smith-Rowe is expected to join up with the group next week, as is Thomas Partey. Both of them are expected to join up with the squad next week. We know that Smith-Rowe, of course, was taking part in the under-21s Euros, winning that tournament, in fact, as well. So all of those, uh, plus Smith-Rowe and Partey, will be in the States as of, well, this week now. it did. This news came out yesterday, being Sunday. So this week, we expect, late this week, for both Smith-Rowe and Partey to be part of the group. Nicola Pepe and Sambi Laconga, though, have both also missed out through injury. Uh, both of them are injured. We know that uh, Laconga missed the trip to Germany because of injury. Pepe, too, um, suffered with some serious injury issues at the end of last season. He played something like four games since January for Nice. Um, it was a really, really bad end to the season for him fitness-wise. And clearly is still facing those issues uh, and those injury problems. So, sadly, Laconga, Reese Nelson and Nicola Pepe all not fit enough to travel for the US Tour. Uh, other players, uh, Ethan Nuanieri, uh, Miles Lewis Skelly, Rule Waters were not chosen. It's my understanding that they were made aware of this. It was kind of a pre-planned thing. Mario Kojadubri was going to go on the US Tour and the aforementioned trio of youngsters was going to go on the Germany um, trip to to play Nuremberg. So they got their minutes, their time, and now Mario Kojadubri, who is thought of as being further along in his development, um, Kojadubri. So there is an expectation that we'll see plenty of him and uh, he's in, he's been impressing significantly impressed for the uh, youth FA Cup youth sides um, he's impressed for the under 21s as well and Koja Dubri did of course feature on the bench uh, a number of times in the Premier League last season so uh, he most likely took Reese Nelson uh, Reese Nelson's place if that I mean there was an argument that probably this, this, this group had already been selected and even with Reese Nelson not travelling they didn't replace him in the squad. So um, a shame on those counts of injuries, but uh, hopefully we get more back in the future um, and get some more information about those injuries as well. Moving into transfers then, just a couple of stories to address this morning before we move to part two and your questions. First of all, Arsenal had targeted Xavi Simmons. However, he has chosen to return to PSG. PSG, of course, activated that 6 million euro buyback clause that was inserted into his contract. Why PSG? allowed such a low buyback clause to be inserted into that deal. I have absolutely no idea why they did that. But PSG have been able to bring back a very, very good talent after spending what has effectively been a small loan deal um, away in the Netherlands. He, though, will, it seems, leave on loan because the idea is that if both Mbappe and Neymar stay at the club and there's an expectation I think at this stage at least that probably that will happen it doesn't seem like neither of them are moving on even with all the talk around Mbappe Xavi Simmons will move would Arsenal sign him on loan I doubt it but the favourites to sign Xavi Simmons on loan is Leipzig right now so sadly for all those Arsenal fans that were hoping to see Xavi Simmons in an Arsenal shirt there were genuine links there was interest from the club but nothing moved nothing changed 
and now it is expected that he will leave on loan and go to RB Leipzig. Uh, and lastly, uh, we finally got some words from Bitello, uh, the Gremio midfielder that we've been linked to. The Gremio president, speaking to Zona Mista, said there are a lot of people watching Bitello, but there is no proposal, even to reassure our fans at the moment. So we heard those reports last week. I reported them while I was in, uh, away on holiday in the New Forest that uh, a Brazilian outlet had said that Arsenal had sent over a delegation to make a proposal. Uh, the president of the club coming out and saying that there's been no proposals made, which kind of rubbishes those side of things, I suppose. And then uh, speaking to Get French Football News, um, or rather via Get French Football News, uh, Batello has been seen speaking about his future. He said, it seems that an offer has arrived, apparently from Monaco, but I haven't spoken to my coach about it yet. I am happy and focused on Gremio. The upcoming championship is thrilling, uh, is what he said. So it seems Arsenal aren't being talked about uh, for Botello uh, whatsoever at this moment in time, um, even though there was those reports from Brazil last week suggesting that uh, an entire proposal could have been being made. Does this mean that there's there's no truth in this story? Not necessarily. Arsenal like to do their business very quietly. They've got really good relationships with Brazilian clubs and Brazilian players through Edu as well. And we know that we've heard about things getting, you know, not pushed under the carpet somewhat, but kind of kept on the down low when it comes to Arsenal um, and, and talking about the, the, the situation down in Brazil. So that's where we're at with Botello, that's where we're at with our transfer targets as well um, and we look forward to seeing what happens in the next coming weeks or so I've, as we've talked about I think that the the idea of transfers is going to be very much predicated on people leaving um, before we see people move in but who knows we'll have to wait and see right then let's go to part two and your questions right after this selling a little or a lot Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes at McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Right then, uh, it is, as promised, being Monday, the day in which we can announce that the general sale for the Guna Talk Live podcast is now available. Uh, you can come along and watch us in the Mild May Club in Newington Green in London, North London. Very close to Highbury indeed, very Arsenal area indeed. Um, really, really happy uh, that we've managed to lock down this venue for the 13th, the Sunday, the 13th of August. That's the day after Arsenal's first Premier League game against Nottingham Forest. There's a link down in the description. There is a link for those that also are in the chat box this morning. You can pick up your tickets through the link that is in 
the uh, in the chat box as well. It's fantastic to see uh, such a pickup from the members in our Discord server yesterday. But there are plenty of tickets for you guys to go and grab uh, as well for those that are not in our Discord server. Um, but it is a case of a limited seating. So if you are considering coming, I would recommend getting your tickets as soon as feasibly possible. Uh, you don't want to miss out because there is, a, as I say, a limited capacity to the venue. And uh, once it's sold out, it's sold out. So uh, please do. Uh, regarding a lineup, regarding our panelists, I'll be releasing details about who will be coming on the podcast in the next couple of weeks or so. So make sure you stay tuned to find out who is going to be joining me in the room and meeting plenty of you guys in North London in uh, just under a month's time. So I look forward to hopefully uh, hearing back from plenty of you. And thank you to those that have sent messages about uh, those that are already and have bought tickets. It'll be fantastic to see and meet as many of you as possible. Um, let's go to uh, Matt G. Says, Tom, do you think uh, Arsenal's transfer strategy would be different if we had won the league? Um, I think that there may have been potential for some more spending, maybe. I don't know how different it would be. It's a really good question, Matt, actually, because to theorise what we might have done differently, would we have seen uh, a more top-level striker come in? Would the club felt there would have been as much of a need? If they've got a squad that they think has won the league, do they think that there'd be a, a reason to push as much as we have to try and close the gap? I suppose you can look at it from two directions. So, difficult. Um, but I think that certainly we're we are as a club moving in a certain direction that no matter what would have happened last season, we would have, I think, taken this step. I suppose maybe missing out on Champions League football again would have had a negative impact on what we could have done, but still I'm looking forward to seeing what happens between now and the end of the window. Um, Jane says, hey Tom, hope you're well. I wanted to ask if you think that we have brought in too many players or too little for the MLS tour and who do you think we should have brought in for the tour? I think we've taken the right number of players. The only issue I do have, I think, you know, uh, I, I think that bringing in, say, Austin Trusty instead of Raw Waters is a bit of an odd one. I know Trusty's future is, you know, pretty much decided uh, he's going to move. We expect Austin Trusty to leave unless things dramatically change. And Raw Waters' future is very much an Arsenal thing. So I would have liked to have seen that instead. Alex Runison's inclusion, though, is another interesting one. Maybe I suppose they're keeping him fit, getting him in the shop window, maybe potentially as well to try and get him a sale. That could be an option as well. That is what preseason is also used for, is getting players into shop windows and hopefully advertising them to any potential clubs that are interested in buying them. Um, let's go to um, Roger says, £22. You should be wearing a mask. <laughs> £22. You should see how much it costs for the venue, Roger. Uh, Patrick says, uh, will you have an FPL league? Yes, we will. Uh, we will have a new FPL league. It's something that we set up closer to the start of the season. Certainly, um, we will have that. So don't you worry. Uh, Christopher says, Tom, do you know of any podcasts that focus on the Arsenal youth team? Um, I don't know if there's any dedicated shows to the Arsenal and the side of things. We do uh, and did a show on the youth side of things. It wasn't wildly popular, I'll be honest, and it is a lot of time and effort putting in the, the resources to do it. So we we dialed back on the, the the youth side of things last season and did more to do with the uh, the lone players last season instead. But uh, I don't know about anyone specific. Maybe people in the chat box can let you know. Or maybe Arsenal Vision does something to do with the youth of their Patreon. But uh, 
I don't know about specific podcasts for the youth side of things that are dedicated solely to that. Um, let's go to Napify. says, Tom, losing Partey would be a mistake. I think the poor form at the end of last season is perhaps clouding people's judgment. Do you agree that we need that experience? Again, I talked about experience the other day. I don't think experience is what you know, there's a massive desire for. I think we've got lots of experience. I think, you know, Declan Rice is coming in having played more Premier League matches than Thomas Partey, you know. So experience is is there in abundance for Arsenal. I think losing Partey, you know, when we're talking about from the football side of things, how much you're losing in that player's quality, it's a lot if you let him go. And I would have liked to have seen Partey and Rice stay, you know, as a dynamic to see what we would use them for in terms of going to Anfield or playing City or going to Old Trafford. I feel like using Partey and Rice would have given us a real good foundation in the midfield. If he goes, we have to make sure that we replace him. It's as simple as that. Uh, Balaj says, Tom, Trossard played as left eight slash 10 and also a wide left mid at times in the recent warm-up game. Is this a sign of a change in tactics? I think that it is. Obviously, losing Granite Xhaka means that left eight ten role is going to be changing. I think Havertz, as we can imagine, is going to take that. I think he's going to take that role. And because of that, you know, we are in a situation where Trossard also fits that mould and so will, I think, be used. And I think the the longer Trossard's time at Arsenal goes on, the longer he moves into the uh, the kind of the, the 30s kind of age bracket, I think Trossard's position will drop more into the midfield, a little bit like Santi Cazorla did. Um, Napify says there's no Cedric either. No, nope, uh, he has not been taken. I don't know if that's to do with an injury. I've certainly heard not heard that it's to do with an injury. Um, so I think that's more to do with maybe a transfer. But let's let's wait and see. Um, Wesbird says, how significant an emphasis do you put on preseason friendly results? I think it's more about the performance. But what I would say is that last season we won all of our preseason official fixtures and friendlies. We didn't win all the ones behind closed doors, but all the ones that we played against. Um, Nuremberg and then Chelsea and Everton and Orlando and Sevilla. We won all those games and that gave us some really good momentum, you know, going into the brand new season. So I think it's important to win your preseason games still, um, but it's more the performance that I look at because all the changes, all the subs do create a bit of chaos when it comes to these games. Arteta didn't change, um, you know, too much either. Uh, it didn't change too much at all. So I'm not expecting there to be vast amounts of changes um, in the team when it comes to subs. We might in the early games see some, like one team in the first half, one team in the second half. But I think that there's more likely to be, you know, we'll see uh, kind of subs the closer we get to the season that are more akin to what we would see during actual Premier League games because he wants to maximise the preparations for his best 11 for that opening game against Nottingham Forest. Uh, Men says Nuno Tavares was also not included. Do you think he'll be sold? Yes, there's no plans um, for Tavares for next season as far as I'm aware. So, um, no, there'll be no plans uh, for that. Uh, Cody says, Tom, how many minutes do you think Smith Rowe will get this season? Assuming that he has a good pre-season and stays fit, um, will he have the problems of getting into start 11? He'll absolutely have problems, you know, getting into the start 11. He's going to have face the challenges that loads of people have faced got, trying to get into the, the starting 11. That's simply where, where we stand in that regard, you know. So, yes, there's going to be problems um, for him. But if he's good enough, if he's fit enough, if he's showing quality when he gets his opportunities, then he won't have as many problems because Arteta will reward those that deserve that time when you've seen players like Martinelli get back into his plans, Granit Xhaka turn around his career, you know, when players, when Trossard started playing really well and getting into the team, you know, 
Arteta will reward players based upon their performances. So if Smith Rowe can show what he's capable of, he will get that minutes and we'll get that time. Um, Lloyd says, great show, Tom. Thanks, mate. Did you listen to TalkSport this morning? Uh, Jemmy O'Hara is calling Rice a good player. Before we got him, he was calling him a world-class player in the future of England. Uh, sad day for football commentary. You, I think you know Jamie O'Hara's game. <laughs> I don't think I need to tell you why his view on Declan Rice has changed. Uh, I remember watching the clip of him with Jason Cundy talking about how it was, you know, Arsenal up there, but they're going to miss out again. The only, look, Jamie O'Hara is designed to wind you up. That is what he's about. You know, um, he couldn't do it on the football field, that's for sure. Um, but uh, he's designed to wind you up in the radio studio. And it's working. It's working for people like yourself because you're talking about him. Um, but there you go. If anything, you should feel sorry for him. He's a Spurs fan. <laughs> There's a reason to feel sorry for anyone. It's because they support Spurs. Uh, Chris says, hey, Tom, uh, great content. Thank you for always doing great shows. Is there any news on links to the new staff to take over the ones that are leaving. Nothing yet, Chris. I don't know if there's anything internally. We have seen some internal promotions around Edu, for instance, but I've not seen anything regarding the coaching staff other than Hussein Issa, uh, the Tekka's guru who joined us, who's our new attacking coach. He's been added to the group. You've probably seen him as the one with the, I think, the small ponytail uh, that you see at the back um, as well. So, yeah, that's uh, that's that's what you can come to expect from that side of things, but I've heard nothing on, on further additions that are uh, needed to be made. Um, uh, Ghost Speller says, are you still angry with my comment? I don't know what comment you're talking about, to be honest. <laughs> so no, is the answer. Um, Holdini says, Tom, how can we sell Rob Holding when he has achieved the same or more than Alexis Sanchez at Arsenal? We got back into the Champions League under Rob Holding's leadership. Why do fans want him to be sold? Um, <laughs> I'm sensing some satire there uh, from Holdini, Guna legend. Uh, a big fan. A big fan of Rob Holding. And, and who can blame you? He's won two FA Cups with brilliant cup final performances. But I think we know that he needs to move on to get game time for him and others as well. Um, Stuart McFarlane says, Tom, if we could sign one more player this summer, which position would that player be in? For me, I think it's still probably midfield because I think Partey, the likelihood is that he might move on, it seems. So central midfield remains my primary uh, desire to see somebody brought in. Uh, let's go to uh, Poet says, do you think that it's sad to see Milinkovic-Savic leave for Saudi Arabia instead of Arsenal or another Premier League team? I do, because I think that he would have taken the Premier League by storm. Is it interesting, though? I like Milinkovic-Savic. I think he's got class. I think he's got real ability. And I think he's a quality player. But is there something to be said about the fact that nobody, nobody ever came in for him? No Premier League club never came in this summer, last summer, you know, he stayed at Lazio for a long time despite playing really well. And you have to question why. Is it because he just didn't fit? Maybe that role that he had at Lazio was so spe uh, so specific, there we go, um, for Milinkovic-Savic that it just maybe wouldn't have fit elsewhere. Maybe that was the reason. It's a very, very enigmatic player. Um, so I'm not sure if it would have worked anywhere else. And maybe that's why no one else ever came in, even what for what seemed a really, relatively respectable transfer fee i think in the end um let's go to christopher says tom can you see martinelli and nelson as left wing options trossard is an eight Saka and vieira is the right wing options um i think nelson will cover both wings i think that trossard will cover 
options at left and potentially at 10 and maybe on the right. He played right wing against Leeds, remember? Vieira is obviously very versatile, can play in a number of positions. I think Saka, Saka's kind of competition is, is a really difficult position to, to fill, even with a transfer, trying to convince someone that you're going to be playing in competition with Saka. Very, very difficult. Very, very difficult indeed to try and, and find a resolution for that. Um... Let's go to Marcus says, I think that shows how much we've grown and the type of talent they have to look at versus what we used to look at. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, I assume that I, I assume that the growth of players um, and the talent that we have in terms of what's in the squad and what we develop internally is really key to the the kind of the dynamic of the group. If you're able to improve individual talents coming through, especially your own Highlanders, whether you sell them or keep them, that can look really good on what's on the books. In terms of what we used to look at from outside, we used to sign players like Lischsteiner. Uh, we used to sign players that were more ready, Willian, as well at the start of Arteta's career. And I think that's Cedric even as well, Marie to an extent also. And that's obviously shifted. We've really changed the way in which we bring players in and we look to kind of develop them and within house. And I think that's buy low, sell high or buy low and, and get much better performances than what you bought them for. The investments that we've made have been very, very, very good indeed. Um, Wontong Soup says, news of Nelson's injury sucks. He just can't stay fit enough to compete. Absolutely, it's, it does suck. Really, really does. I hope it's only a minor problem that it's kind of sorted almost immediately. Uh, Daniel Roberts says, I hate this thing that Saka needs cover in competition. He's been unbelievable so far without this. Salah has never really had competition at right wing at Liverpool. World-class players don't necessarily need it. I hear what you're saying, Dan. And it's interesting to look at um, kind of Mohamed Salah's injury record because he's been basically fit consistently and all the time. What I would say is that Liverpool have done work in the market, you know, to try and address those things. They bought in Fabio Cavallio. Of course, you probably remember uh, they've got Diogo Jota who can play across any of those front three positions. Uh, Luis Diaz is a left winger, but has played on the other side. But Salah's not had an injury since 2019-20 when he missed one game with an ankle problem. Before that, it was an 18-19 issue where he had a concussion. And that was the only issue. He's missed three games. One of them was through COVID and two of them are through very minor issues. And Saka is in a similar boat at the moment where he's not, touch wood, getting injured. If that was to change, obviously then it's a different kettle of fish. And if Salah was injured or faced an injury, then maybe we'd be having a different conversation. But what I would say is that Liverpool have got players like Jota. They had Fabio Cavalier before he left for RB Leipzig. Um, or leaving for RB Leipzig. That for me, anyway, it, they did the work to make sure they covered that area. Um, and so because of that, even if Salah was to get injured, they have Jota that can play there. Uh, they had Fabio Cavallio that could play. They have Harvey Elliott, who's also played on the right at times. So they have options, perhaps better options than we have if Saka gets injured. I'd say Jota is better than Nelson, better than Trossard. Um, so... They are covered, but we have some good options. Nelson is a good player. Trossard is a good player, but uh, it's a real challenge to try and find a player anyway to come in and, and play that role. You'd have to bring in a Jota type, and we probably did that in Trossard anyway. So I don't necessarily see a burning desire to bring in someone that can cover or slash compete with, with Saka. 
because I think that it's just too much of a challenge to, to be able to do that. Vieira, I find, is a very difficult option at that right wing. I don't like Vieira playing right wing. I'm not sure that's the place for him. I very much think he is the Martin Odegaard's competitor and, and nothing much else. I know he can play in the left eight. I know he can play at right wing. But I think that Vieira, for me, is a 10, is an attacking midfielder. That's where I think that you would get the best from him. Um, so, yeah, let's see. And Seb says, don't sleep on Marquinhos. It's difficult not to forget about Marquinhos. He's not necessarily impressed. He wasn't that great for Norwich on loan. I think he needs to go on loan again to a higher level, probably a, uh, a La Liga side, maybe, um, for Marquinhos or a Bundesliga team. That, I think, may be the next best step. Championship, I'm not sure is the... I'm not sure that's the right step for Marquinhos next season. I think he should go for another more technical league. Maybe Liga. Maybe that's the right route. Then we've got some great experience from sending players to Liga now. Uh, Vicky says, is Saka world-class or is, is he the Rice level just under where it needs to be to play Champions League football and prove himself? For me, Declan Rice is a world-class player. Declan Rice is a world-class level. You look at his stats, you look at his, his output, you look at his performances, you look at how he's performed for England. He's a world-class player that's been playing for West Ham. And Bakaya Saka, I'd say, is on Declan Rice's level. And I think, personally, that Declan Rice is world-class. And for that reason, Bakaya Saka, for me, is a world-class player. Both of them are world-class players. They've done it on the international stage. They've done it in the Premier League. They've played what they can play. They've played in all of those situations. Um, you can only beat what's in front of you. Rice and Saka are world-class, period. I think there was a thing going around that Saka is the most valuable winger in the world. Uh, I think I saw a report on the other day. Um, bear in mind that Aaron Ramsdale is valued at the most valuable goalkeeper in the world. I think Ramsdale is going to have a really tough time in convincing people that he's of a world-class level. I think that Ramsdale is so very, if not already, on the verge of being in that world-class bracket of goalkeepers. I think he's one of the best goalkeepers in the world, Aaron Ramsdale, now. I think he's progressed to that. I think he was playing in teams that never allowed him to express how good he was and never be able to get on that pedestal of goalkeepers. But I think for me, Aaron Ramsdale playing at Arsenal and doing what he's done in the last two seasons and being one of the best goalkeepers in the Premier League, having one of the best clean sheet records in the Premier League, he, for me, is up there in the bracket of world-class goalkeepers. It's just That's just where I see Aaron Ramsdale as a goalkeeper now. Um, so, yeah. But world-class is subjective. Um it's different. And Vicky points out, is Saka therefore up there with Vinicius Jr. and Mbappe? Mbappe, for me, isn't a winger. I look at him very much as a, as a centre-forward that can play in wide areas um, and he's obviously world-class. Vinicius Jr., if you're picking, for me, a world eleven, right, Mohamed Salah is kind of the established late 20s, early 30s. I can't remember even how old Mohamed Salah is. So is he 29? He's 31. Okay, so Salah's 31. He's older than I thought. Uh, Salah, you look at and go, that's the right winger you probably pick in, in most people's world 11s for right wing at the moment. Um, with Vinicius Jr. on the left and Mbappe or Haaland through the middle. You could argue that you'd play Mbappe in a wide area, Haaland up top and then Vinicius Jr. But for me, Saka is absolutely getting on that level with Vinicius Jr. Yes, absolutely. is uh, on that is on that level, is on that school of thought. For me, when you talk about the best wingers in the world, you're talking about Vinicius Jr. and you're talking about Bakayo Saka. Like, there's, there's little to no debate for me in this, this realm. That is just how good Saka is. It's just how good he is. So, yeah, 
he is in the same bracket, same conversation as Vinicius Jr. Um, so there, Salah is more established. Salah is absolutely, I'd say, if you're gonna if you're gonna talk about established quality, Salah is obviously above Saka because he's had that established quality. He's consistent with his goal scoring. He's getting thirty plus goal contributions a season. Salah is, you know, without a doubt, you know, a level not a level above Salah, uh, Saka, sorry, but you'd say he's above Saka right now. I don't think there's much debate about that at all. But Saka is as a talent, you know, as as an age bracket that he is, is world class, and he can definitely reach. I kind of look at things and go, there is an elite level of very few players, and then you've got this bigger bracket of world class players, and then you've got an even bigger bra bracket below that of top level players. Saka for me is in the world class category, and you have Salah and Mbappe in that elite. I put Vinicius Junior in world class at the very top end of the world class but both because of his age and because of what he can still do alongside Saka, both of those two are kind of the top of the world-class level. And then you've got this elite bracket for me above that, um, which includes the likes of Mbappe, Erling Haaland, Mohamed Salah, um, that kind of level. Um, so that's that's why I put him in that to the elite bracket as a level above. But as I say, it's all subjective. It's all opinions. And so if you're putting players into the best, best, best category, there's very, very few of those. And then the next category beyond that, it's a bigger bracket. And that's what I'd say is the world-class bracket. The elite back bracket is the, is the top, top, top one where you have players like Haaland, Mbappe, etc. Um, let's go to... Dun, 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 dun. Um, Sean says, it is the Guna fan virus, Tom. Other teams have Salah, Haaland, Vinicius, and they revel... Uh, in their brilliance. Us Gunas have a Saka and we under underrate him bad. I don't think we underrate Saka. Maybe some people do. I certainly don't. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I don't think so. And Oboe points out that true Saka and Odegaard were both nominated amongst the top 20 for Ballon d'Or. Martin Odegaard is a world-class player and I've not brought him up. Martin Odegaard is world-class. Like, again, you'll do very, very little to convince me otherwise. Um that, uh, that, that he is world-class because Martin Odegaard is of a world-class level. Now 24 years of age, turning 25, Saka as well. Both of them, you're in that world-class category. Absolutely in that world-class category. Anyway, uh, we are going to wrap things up there. Uh, thank you so much uh, for tuning in. Uh, for those that are tuning in late, if you can, the link is in the today's video description. It's also in your chat box as well. Please do if you haven't done so already and you haven't and you are able to attend. Come to our live podcast on the 13th of August, day after the first Premier League match of the season, 6 p.m. at the Mild May Club in North London. Details about our guests, our panel is coming out very, very soon indeed. Doors open at five o'clock. Show starts at six. It's going to be an evening event um, and I'm very much looking forward to it. Um, there's a bar. There's all of that lovely stuff. Um, so thank you to everybody that's coming along. I can't wait to meet and see so many of you. I can't wait to tell you about our panel that it's going to be um, and who's going to be joining us. It's going to be a fantastic and enjoyable event indeed. Tickets are on sale to everybody. Please make sure you go and get them. Link down in the description. Uh, and also, if you're listening on Spotify and iTunes, you can also find a link in today's show notes. So make sure you look out for the link there as well. Have a fantastic day. I'll see you again very, very soon. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. 
all your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.